Rwanda inflation rate eases from record high and the Egyptian inflation rate is the highest it has been in five years. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Q Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. In today's episode, Uganda's oil and gas industry takes center stage. Ellison Karahanga, chairman of the Oil and Gas Committee, East African Law Society, reviews the great, the good, the bad and ugly happenings within the sector in the year 2022. 2022, I think, was on balance a good year for the oil and gas industry in Uganda. Uh, maybe not a very good year for the upstream oil and gas industry. Maybe it wasn't the best year. For those of us who consume petroleum products because of a massive increase in price on account of the conflict between uh, the Russian Federation and Ukraine. In the upstream position, upstream being the exploration, development and production of oil wells, I think that it was one of the most significant years in the Ukrainian oil industry because FID was taken. The companies took the decision, come hello high water, to develop the Ugandan oil fields and they started. We began the year with FID, and we ended the year with drilling rigs being set up in Kingfisher and drilling rings, rigs arriving for the Chilenga oil. And we have some of the hugest rigs right now currently in our, the oil fields, and we are expecting to see drilling start, a launching of the drilling campaigns starting in the next uh, few weeks. I think probably before the end of this month or the beginning of next month. So 2022 was significant because we did not just see a commitment to take a final investment decision. We are seeing um, drilling rigs. And for the last 20 years, Uganda has drilled probably 120 oil exploration wells. This, for the next two years, we're expecting to drill 400 development and production wells. So it's going to be significant in terms of the drilling program. So to that end, Upstream, for so far as we had Tilenga and Kingfisher, we had serious movement. We also had FID for the ECO, which is the East African Crude Oil Pipeline. And we have seen a lot of activity with regard to the ECO. The establishment of an ECOP office, the coating plants in Tanzania, uh, because the, the pipes have to be coated to be laid in the ground. And we are seeing the coating plants coming up, we are seeing the yards coming up. We're seeing a lot of importation coming up um, on the ECOP side. On the one hand, 2022 for the upstream sector was good. For the sector generally, uh, or still in the upstream, we saw a huge campaign against the East African crude oil pipeline and against uh, the Uganda refinery and against the Ugandan oil fields. Uh, dubbed Stop ECOP. Um, I think the, the, the Stop ECOP campaign is misleading to call it an anti-ECOP campaign only. It is a campaign against Uganda developing its oil resources on account of many reasons that um, the proponents of that campaign gave. But I think at the beginning of the year, that campaign was extremely strong. I think they had galvanized almost a million signatures. They had spoken to a number of financial institutions. Coming towards the end of the year, they had been able to convince some very gullible members of the European Union Parliament. And those gullible members of the European Union Parliament had passed an incredibly shallow EU parliamentary resolution. But on the flip side, I think that activism helped to galvanize opinion within Uganda. And it helped Ugandans to stand up. 
very strongly in defense of the resource that is Uganda's resource. And um, it helped to put together a very coherent position and um, a very substantial pushback, which led to a very strong Africa-wide position in the African Union, the Pan-African Parliament, which is the Parliament of the African Union, which led to support in the ACP-EU Parliament as well, which is the African-Caribbean Pacific States, who sit with the EU Parliament. And we saw altogether um, a more galvanized public opinion here. We saw a much stronger, more positive coverage within the country. Um, so from the upstream side, we had um, the good, the bad. The ugly was, of course, the war, a very terrible war that has cost life and property uh, between the Russian Federation and Ukraine, but has had a significant impact and did have a significant impact on the price of oil that rose substantially. And what we saw in 2022 is the danger of some of um, the anti-oil groups. In the middle of the rise of the price of, of oil, they were still fighting projects in countries like Uganda without understanding that, uh, that pricing oil out of the market. The strategy seems to be that oil should stop being produced, and the best way to do that is to make oil very expensive. And once oil is very expensive, we shall all be forced by necessity to move to renewables. On the face of it, that looks like a very decent argument. The problem is that the higher the price of oil, the people who are hit the hardest are the poorest. High prices, we have learned in Uganda, hit the poorest people the hardest. We have seen over 110 or 20% jump in fuel prices in Uganda. Um, we began the year with a price, I think, around 3.8 or 3.7. And right now, to get, and that was a very high price, very high, unprecedentedly high price for, for petroleum products in Uganda. To get back to that price right now is like heaven. And the people who are hit the hardest by, by the expensive fuel are the poorest people. The cost of living goes up, the cost of transport goes up, uh, the, 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 the cost of food goes up. It's imported inflation that hits people so hard and so bad. And it certainly doesn't affect Elon Musk or, um, or Al Gore. It, it affects the poorest people the hardest. And so we must avoid a situation where the energy transition is a transition that is paid for by the poor people of Africa, which seems to be what is being suggested, that they must move from poverty to deeper poverty, that they must transition from darkness to deeper darkness. And I think that is something that we must avoid, and that is something that we must resist, and that discussion must, the justice of the discussion needs to be brought back into the picture. It is not fair for the poorest people to have the hugest burden in this transition. Now, the other argument, of course, has been, and maybe I'll wind up on this point, has been that um, we need to understand that it is also the poorest who are affected the most by climate change. That climate change, uh, weather patterns, extreme drought, floods, all these things, earthquakes hit the poorest people the hardest as well. Why do natural calamities target poor people? The reason is very simple. Because they did not build their house upon the rock. The reason is very simple. People who have a lot more resources are able to withstand the effects of climate by building stronger structures, by creating technological advancement.
A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigeria has officially restricted massive cash withdrawals from the bank beginning Monday 9th of January in an effort to cool off inflation. Nigerians will only be allowed to withdraw $44 per week per individual and US dollars for businesses, a policy that is most likely to affect millions of Nigerians, especially businessmen and high cash intensive activities. The stated goal of the authorities is to succeed in limiting both to control illicit financial flows and corruption and to modernize the payment system, such as digital money, mobile money, again, the e-Naira, the digital Naira intended for businesses. The annual inflation rate in Rwanda softened to 31.7% in December of 2022 from a peak of 338 in the previous month, prices slowed primarily for food and non-alcoholic beverages, that is vegetables, bread and cereals, housing, and utilities, furnishings and household equipment and transportation. Meanwhile, prices accelerated for other CPI items such as alcoholic beverages, clothing and footwear and restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices decreased by 1.5% after increasing by 1.3% in the previous month. The annual urban inflation rate in Egypt accelerated to 21.3 in December of 2022 from 18.7 in the previous month and above market expectations of 20.9%. It's the highest reading since December of 2017, staying well above the upper limit of the central bank's 5-9% to target range for the 10th consecutive month. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages on a monthly basis. Consumer prices climbed 3.16%, the most in eight months and up to 2.6% increase in November. The Central Bank of Egypt allowed the Egyptian pound to depreciate by about 14.5% on October 27th and progressively continue to weaken in November and December amid a foreign currency shortage. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at Withadong.com.